Due to the content of this podcast, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussion of topics and language that some listeners may find offensive. We advise caution for listeners under 16 years of age. If you're under 16 years of age, get the fuck out. Good time zone, ghoul friends. I'm your host. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Artsy. <laughs> and I'm the clown haunting all your dreams, Squidney. And together, and together we, we are, are Midwest, Midwest Bitches. <laughs> and joining us for the haunting hour is our very own friendly ghost. Hannah! Yay! <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right. What are we doing this week, guys? I believe we are doing scary stories to tell in the dark. Bonus points if you, if they come from your home state, but, you know, we're... We'll let you guys decide who has the best scary story. Mm-hmm. So make sure you vote on either Twitter or Spotify. <laughs> oh, joy. Joyous times. All right. So who wants to go first? Alright, I can go first. I don't care. Alright, lead the way. I can do that. Let me get some ambiance music going for us. (laughs) How lovely. Can you hear it? Yes. Okay. So mine's going to take us all the way back to... The Spanish influenza pandemic back in the day. Ooh. So, what's this? Oh, it's a sticker thingy. (laughs) That's already scary! (laughs) Okay. So, in the town, in the the city I live in, Cedar Rapids, there's a college called Coe College. It's a really expensive private college. And there was this chick from Strawberry Point, Iowa. She was the first one in her family to go to Coe College. But she died not even three weeks into the semester because of the the Spanish pandemic. And so her family, so she, she was sent, so her body was sent back to the Strawberry Point. So, but her family donated like this grandfather clock to one of the dorms of Warhees Hall. So, and it's her name is Helen, right? And it said that Helen haunts of Warhees Hall. Now, I had a college prep program at Coe College. 
and for my last year of that college prep program, that was the only year we were in Voorhees Hall. And I shit you not, we did an Ouija board one night because I brought it with me from home. And I shit you not, that fucking tap token thing or whatever, the move thingy, yeah. it moved by its fucking self in Voorhees Hall. Get it now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even fucking kidding, man. I like shit a brick and we were like, we, we hightailed it out of the main <laughs> hall. Where's that grandfather clock was? <laughs> so not even fucking kidding like as soon as I read I read that this chick haunted Voorhees Hall and I was like that's where that that's where we did the Ouija board I was like holy fuck man <laughs> <laughs> so that's my scary story but you know, might not seem scary to you guys, but it sure well, as hell was. It, it sure as hell was scary back in 2010. Well, I, I believe that. Yeah, <laughs> I think being in the moment is what's scary. It's like hearing it afterwards yeah. is not so scary, but I being in the yeah. I'm, I mean, if I was back in college, and I mean, if I was one of those kids that that was living in Voorhees Hall right now, I sure as shit would be scared right now. <laughs> mm. I'd always keep some salt and holy water on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep some rock salt bullets. You never know. And some iron. I say I'd always keep some salt and holy water on me if I lived. If I was, if I had known this ten years, if I had known this twelve years ago, I sure as shit would have done it then too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. 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 Okay. Who's next? Well, I don't have a personal scary story for me. I have a few from, like, I have one certain one, I guess, for my friend. She she witnessed this. I mean, just go with whatever if it happened All in right. your state. All right. So I have a friend from high school. Her name is Hannah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Lovely name. <laughs> yes, very lovely name. She was at... She lived, like, a few, like, few streets above a couple of our friends named CJ and Katie. And they were walking back to drop, to walk her back to her house. Okay, cool, great. They said they cut through this weird alleyway and there was a tree in there. Mind you, this is all they're telling me this. They said they walked past this. They had maybe taken about five steps past the tree. Hannah started crying. I'm like, what the fuck? Did, what did you do? What happened? She said she saw a little girl up in the tree, look like Simone from The Ring, like the body of her, but the eyes are the little girl from Freddy versus Jason, so her eyes were gone, bleeding, and she's just looking at them. <laughs> hmm. They freaked, ran to Hannah's house, and Hannah tells me this. This happened on a weekend, mind you. She comes tells me. I do not believe her because we had just seen the ring before that. <laughs> so I, so I'm teasing her for it. <laughs> Either that, or I can talk about the uh, abandoned ghost town in our state, and there is apparently a ghost there, but she doesn't do anything to you. The passive ghost. 
She's apparently the wife of a pastor, and she just keeps, she's in one of the buildings, and she just walks around. Mm. Like, she'll see you, and she'll be like, hey. <laughs> no. That's about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's got to be, like, the most boring ghost, like, even more boring than Casper, yeah. the friendly ghost. <laughs> the only other one I have is one of my coworkers went to the most haunted sanatorium here. And uh, he believes great. some dude tried to kill him. Oh. That's great. I would love to do that. Let's do that next time I'm there. No, I will not go to the hot, most haunted sanatorium. It's on private land, and he still will not believe that. Because he's like, me and my friends went there. We we found this phone number. We called it. Some dude answered. And we're like, you don't think his fucking friend probably came in and was scaring the shit out of you? They said some guy in a, like in some old car was driving around the thing, freaking them out. Like, how do you, he didn't do anything, like, he didn't have a weapon, like, no gun, no knife, no nothing. But they're freaking out because this guy's driving around. And I'm like, and I said, you do realize that's on person, like, on private land. No, it's not. I was like, yes, it is. It's privately owned. You're not supposed to fucking go there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez. the brightest kid on the planet, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, Hannah, let's hear about your scary story to tell in the dark. Okay. Um, Well, I was going to talk about the Stanley Hotel because it is here in Colorado, but um, I thought about this story about when I was younger just a few minutes ago. Um, I think I was at camp this one time, and it it was out in the mountains, so... It was pretty creepy, and they decided to do, I don't know, it was like capture the flag in the dark. And <laughs> we were all, we, yeah, we were all, like, in middle school, so, of course, mm-hmm. we're all kids running around in the dark with, like, glow sticks as our as our light. I think that was mostly just to keep an eye on us so we wouldn't run off anywhere. Yep. Um, I still ended up hurting myself. I don't know how, but I did. <laughs> Imagine that. that. It's dark and it's gravelly and it's it's mountainous and anyway. Um so I was with a group of people and halfway through they ended up leaving me. So I'm out in the dark. I have no idea where I am and I swear I see this like I swear I see this um it's like a figure. It's a really big, tall figure of a person. And I, sw- I swear it was like s- someone real. Ooh, that I, would be freaky dicky. I, I don't know if it was or who it was or what it was, but <laughs> it it was so I can't even like describe what it was. It was like a big shadowy figure, and all I know is I like. <laughs> I got out of there because I was so scared. I was like 12 years old. Like, fuck it. I'm done. Uh-huh. Like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I like, I, don't, <laughs> I didn't like that. that. Thing. I don't know what that was. <laughs> so anyway, that's, it's not really a scary story, but like, like Sydney said in the moment, it's, it's scary yeah. when you're there. Yeah. Yeah. My ex-husband still says to this day he took a picture of a ghost. <laughs> and I proved him wrong on it. Like, I was like, you did not take a picture of a ghost. I know for a fact you were fucking high <laughs> as a kite. 
<laughs> they were in a cemetery. Him and his best friend were in a cemetery. And literally next day, we totally took a picture of a ghost. And I said, I want proof. He had one mm-hmm. of those old flip phones, like those Motorola flip phones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Here's the picture. It's a black screen. No, you got to hold it at an angle. I'm like, fine. I'm holding it at an angle. And I said, this is not a picture of a ghost. <laughs> oh, how can you tell? Because I can literally tell from the silhouette of it, and I can see some facial features. It's your best friend sitting on top of a tombstone. <laughs> like, disrespectful for the record, you are sitting on someone's tombstone. Oh, my God. And he still tells me to this day. He's like, that was totally a ghost. No, it wasn't. You guys were fucking high as a damn kite in a cemetery. <laughs> you took a picture of your friend Cole. Oh my god. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Alright. <sighs> what now that we've done our scary stories? Right. Okay. I'll read you guys my favorite one from my Phantom book. You guys okay. can hate me or not. I don't okay. care. This is <laughs> okay. from the Phantom. This is this is from the Phantom Army of the Civil War. So these are supposedly all first-hand accounts of ghost okay. stories. If they're real or not, I don't know. Don't blame me, but <laughs> they're supposedly real. They're from like they're from like a UFO magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So this one's called My Friend the Black Ghost Child. Sorry. So, by Joan Briscoe. February 1975. No one but me believed in the existence of my friend Sarah until one afternoon when she showed me a whole shed full of human bones. The most memorable friend of my childhood was invisible. I met her when my parents Bill and Jenny Pebby and I were living in an old house near Vivian in central Louisiana in the early 1930s. The house built in the shape of the letter L stood silhouetted by on a hill surrounded by barren fruit trees. A rutted dirt road led past to the hills in the forest where my father cut railroad ties for a meager living. I was only six years old, but I knew from the beginning the house was haunted. Not only did it look spooky, but I felt an eerie, clammy feeling, especially when I was alone. All of us were frightened. Mama and Papa seemed noticed strange going-ons, but discussed them guardedly. The thing that bothered us most was the rear room that had been boarded up and put off-limits to us. Our aged, uncommunicative landlord explained only that the room stored personal property. This would have been quite all right, except for that some of the things in storage there were noisy. A grandfather clock must have stood in the room against the thin wall of our bedroom. We never heard it tick, yet it chimed twelve times every midnight. But this chiming was followed by the sound of a rooster crowing from within the mysterious room. Otherwise, we never saw or heard a trace of him. I easily could have overlooked these things, but there was one thing wrong with the house I could not forgive. I was an only child at that time, and I was lonely, and Papa often brought me pet cats, but because of the atmosphere of the house, I couldn't keep one very long. Each kitten would depart, leaving me with a newly broken heart. Then one day in 1936, a little playmate arrived to help me forget my loneliness. 
She was a little black girl around my age and as pretty as could be. Sarah was friendly and mischievous to my delight and so and to my parents' distress. And what's more, they couldn't see her. Her invisibility to everyone except me delighted Sarah, but often proved a detriment to me for Mama and Papa and would blame me for some of Sarah's antics they didn't find amusing. For instance, one day Sarah suggested we get Mama's snuff. She insisted I fetch it from the mantle over the fireplace and bring it to our favorite hiding place. After one dip, I wanted no more. No more. But Sarah loved it and plopped whole spoonfuls into her mouth, not even bothering to spit. It was amazing. Soon the bottle was almost empty, and I didn't know what I was going to explain, how I was going to explain it to Mom. She and Papa got great pleasure out of their only luxury, and I told Sarah that I was in for it. Sarah just shrugged her shoulders and suggested that I mix cocoa with what I was left to fill up the bottle. After she left, I did as she, should have, she suggested. Sarah must have laughed and laughed over my being so naive. But there were fun times, too. Sarah rarely came at night, but one evening she visited when we were sitting around the large open fireplace. Mama was sewing and Papa was enjoying a last pipe before going to bed. I was snuggled at the end of the hearth, watching the eerie shadows the fire cast against the unpainted plank walls, when Sarah suddenly appeared right in front of my astonished eyes. As usual, no one else could see her. Immediately, Sarah began running around the room, amusing herself. Without warning, she jumped impishly onto the back of Mama's rocking chair, giving her a quick jolt that caused her thread and scissors to slip from her lap onto the floor. When Mama stooped to pick them up, Sarah pushed my cat's tail under the rocker. I reached down to pull the tail back, but I was too late. Mama rocked back on the cat, let out, and the cat let out a spine-tingling meow. I have to admit, it was quite a ruckus. Mama had spotted me watching da- reaching down and assumed I was at fault. She hit me so hard with the back of her hand, I thought my jaw had cracked. I was so mad at Sarah, I swore I'd never play with her again. But Sarah wasn't through. She went over to tease Papa, who sat taking long drags on his pipe to calm his shattered nerves. Sarah reached down and scooped up a tiny dab of sawdust from the floor near the kindling box and flicked it over Papa's pipe. The fire in the pipe sputtered and Papa coughed. The pipe almost went out, so Papa took a hefty puff and to ventilate it. That was a mistake, I guess. I never saw so many sparks or heard such a cussing in all my life. It was really a sight. Sarah was bent over slapping her hands and legs and laughing like crazy. I got to slapping mine and laughing just the way she was. That was a mistake, too. Papa got the notion I had something to do with the trick and sent me off to bed. One day when Sarah came to play, she wasn't in her usual happy mood. When I asked her what was wrong, she told me she came... She told me to come with her to a shed on the back of the property. I was forbidden to go there, but as usual, I followed Sarah's lead. I'll never forget what I saw there. It was enough to scare anyone right out of their wits. A whole shed full of bones. After Sarah calmed me down, we sat on a log, and she explained that the the bones belonged to early slaves who had lived on the place and worked for the first owner. He had been a very mean 
he had been very mean and killed slaves when he was displeased with them. Rather than giving them a decent burial, he had thrown their bodies into the shed in the backyard to decay. Finally, someone slew the slave a holder, and relatives took over the house. The private things now stored in the sealed room had belonged to the original owner. Sarah explained that her father had been killed by the mean man, and her mother had died of grief. Sarah had died of exposure after her mother's death. That was the last time I saw Sarah. We parted sadly. She didn't want to play that day and sent me to the woods where Mom and Papa were cutting wood. I wasn't my usual self that day either, and my parents soon asked what was wrong. I couldn't hold back the truth, even though I feared I might get a whipping for telling a lie. But they followed me back to the old shed, and Papa peeked inside. It's the truth, he gasped. The same day, we packed our few belongings and left. On the way through town, Papa stopped and asked the sheriff the truth about the old house and bones. He told Papa the same story Sarah had told me. No one could explain how I had heard the story. I started school later that year and was delighted with a new game I devised to make spelling tests more fun. I guessed the words and wrote them down on paper before the teacher called them, no matter how she mixed up the list. It was great fun. All I had to do was listen inside my head, but the teacher didn't think it was fun. She punished me for teach for cheating, although she couldn't explain how I managed it. Somehow, I knew my mischievous friend Sarah w was involved, but didn't dare admit it. Even now, there are times when I know things before they happen, but I try to turn it off because I don't want to know. I just want to be normal, and besides, I can't really trust that. Jeez. <laughs> well, fuck. That was my favorite story when I was a kid from that book. <laughs> nice. I can see why. I know, right? Like, I would carry that, I would carry this book around, like, in second or third grade with me and read those stories. See, my daughter likes, um, scary stories to tell in the dark, the book series. See, that was, that was that time, too. That yeah, was she loved them. She's got everyone, she's read, read, like, she's read a million, million times. She's even seen the movie. She loves the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I have, I think, one, the first one and the third one. I don't think I have the second one. We ended up finding them at Walmart by accident. We found the, I think we found the third one first. And I was just like, wait a minute, isn't this a movie? And she's like, we're like, oh, yeah. And then I think about a week later, we found the other two. And she's like, Mom, it's a book series. We got to get them. <laughs> oh. Roger, Roger, kid. <laughs> Sweet summer child. I read those when they were new. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Although I'm old. <laughs> you're not as old, but you're old. Oh, I'm old. <laughs> you're so old. You're so old they weren't books yet, but I'm so <laughs> old that they weren't a movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hannah's just like, I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had both. <laughs> I'll <laughs> say so, yes. I I remember when they first came out. <laughs> I didn't and, know. Like I just remember seeing the trailer for the movie, and we're just like, okay. <laughs> I saw the trailer for the movie. And I'm like, how are they gonna do this? It's kind of like a. It's kind of like with the whole Fear Street thing. I'm like, how are you gonna do this? This should be in a uh, like uh, 
what is it? Uh, American Horror Story, like an an anthology series, but like oh. each, but like each, uh, each or like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. No, I thought he did. What was it? Who who did it? Guillermo del Toro did it. I thought he did a great job. Like she even convinced my little sister because she's like, I don't know if this will be a movie for you, but we should watch it together. I haven't. <laughs> my seen sister's it. like, and my sister was like, "Is it that scary?" And I said, "It's kind of for teenagers." So I said, "You're not gonna find it scary, but I said you might find it interesting." <laughs> I don't know, man. I gosh, I remember reading those back in like elementary school. God, I remember fighting with kids to try, like running through the library to get them first <laughs> because all the other, everyone, all the kids wanted them. I'm just like, back the fuck off. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the almanac or the Ripley's Believe It or Not. Everybody wanted them. Yes, I remember the Ripley's. I just don't know which one was her favorite story. I like the Big Toe. I know she liked that one. I don't know if it was what was it the dreaming one I think or the spider one. She actually read the spider one to my mom and my mother lost her mind. She's like, "This is a kids book." I'm like. It's kind of for teenagers, Mom. Dude, the spider bite one freaks me out to this because day. Because that, like, that could be a real thing that happened. Like, that freaks me out to this day, especially at my grandpa's house where there's fucking spiders everywhere, man. Yep. I'm I'm <laughs> freaked out to this day there's, of spiders. spiders coming for you? Yes. <laughs> I'm baby. My, I'm baby. My, I can't do it. <laughs> My arachnophobia is, like, through the roof, especially after reading that one. Yep. And then they, from the incident from today. Yeah. And that bitch was in my clean clothes after, like, he jumped from my art trunk to my clean clothes basket. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> what? Why? What did I do to you? You've You've murdered his friends and family. That it's was at my with napkins or something. You know what? Don't disturb me during my private moments. <laughs> These are very they, private. These are very private moments. They stare. They're always they watching. Stare. They're like, look at her. She's having a great time. She's enjoying herself. I'm gonna fuck that up. <laughs> They're probably staring up the floor, to be honest, because if they're staring down, they're probably not even looking at you. I don't know. Why am I putting logic <laughs> to a spider? I don't know, but, you know, I can't handle these bitches. They're, they're going to kill can't. me. There's no logic when it comes to spiders. Now sure. when your irrational fears are kicking in, I'm the, mm-hmm. I'm the same way with, with snakes. Like, with a or- snake, I can... But at least, at least in Iowa, there's only like gardener snakes, at least, in, or at least in Cedar Rapids. I and still freak when I see those, and I know they're harmless. I can but I'll just step on top of a lawnmower. It, it will keep me the hell away from it. I'll just step over them because you know I know they're not gonna do anything. I know, but me, it's I don't even care if I even see like a baby snake. I will not care. I will lose my actual shit. I'd be like, nope, 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 nope. Bye. Nope, ropes. Like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. I know they're nope ropes, but at least with in Cedar in Cedar Rapids, I know they're only gardener snakes, and I'll step over them. I don't know what kind of spiders there are. I could die. That's true. I will agree to that. 
Mm-hmm. But let's say, I don't have to worry about all we have up here are barn spiders, daddy long legs, and that's about it. I don't but if know. I say a tarantula, I will lose my actual fucking shit. I don't like tarantulas. I I don't know, man. Like I know Daddy Long Legs. That's the only spider I fucking know. I don't know why, but I'm fine with the like I've held a tarantula before, but I'm afraid nope. of tiny spiders. Nope. I don't get nope. it. I don't nope. get it. Like nope. that, I'm fine with tiny spiders, but tarantulas. I'm like, get them fucking things away from me. And I don't nope. know why. My best friend owns a Goliath bird eater. Oh my god! And nope. I said, you're a fucking horrible bitch. Oh, I don't want to be the second biggest tarantula. You know, it's funny. They don't even eat birds. I was going to ask it. just about that. <laughs> I, wa- I watched that on the wild thornberries. They oh, eat They eat rodents and bugs. Well, there you go. Thank well, you, well, thank best- you, Nigel Strawberry. <laughs> the best thing about when she got that, she's like, she got it at a, like, a reptile convention, which oh. I thought was weird as heck right there. I was like, why is it in a reptile convention? And she's like, I got it for, like, 45 bucks. And I'm like, oh, that I was, was like, money how the hell did you get that? That was, <laughs> that like, was really? money be more. wasted. You want to know how she got it for 45 bucks? It was missing two of its legs. Oh, my oh, God. My which God. I responded, no. So I responded, oh, it's a used spider. It's a defective I, spider. I love it's how this started a, as ghost stories, I, and now it's just like, things that don't scary. Don't say my tarantula is a used spider. I said, you got it for 45 bucks. It's missing two of its, two of its back legs. It's that's used. A, that's <laughs> a scary-ass fucking story right there. It's not scary. <laughs> it's not a ghost story. That's a scary story right there. <laughs> I mean, there if you want to have a scary story, I almost stepped on a rattlesnake years ago. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, I almost stepped on one in an area that I had found out about two days later was nothing but rattlesnakes. Oh yeah, I called, it was with was my a... ex my ex husband. I called him that day and I called him a fucking dickwad. And I'm gonna, I was like, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna cut your damn dick up and shove it up your ass. I was so angry at him for it. Oh, well, I didn't know there was nothing but rattlesnakes up there. You fucking serious? Liar. You were lying pieces. I love, we were, we were going to this thing called the medicine hole. It was literally a hole in like this giant ass rock there. It's connected to tunnels. It's where the Indians used to hide from all the soldiers in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Oh you know, when they hide from Custer and shit. Yeah. And we were walking up to it and I was just like, um, are there any snakes out here? Oh, I don't know. Don't fuck with me, man. There's snakes out here. I don't know. I'm like, we're going to find one. We're going to find them because I hate snakes more than them. I'm going to have one. And sure shit, I almost stepped on one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me. I jumped on a, I jumped on a rock about four feet to my right. And, and I love him. He's, he's. I tell him, like, there's a snake. There's a rattlesnake over there. He's like, get off the rock and come over here. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. My legs ain't working. They're not going to move right now because I'm literally almost stepped on a fucking poisonous snake. Oh, my God. Jeez. And then we were walking back, and I was like, oh, I'm fine. We're great. Blah, blah, blah. Baby bull snake. (laughs) I freaked out. I jumped back, and I rammed my elbows into, into his ribs. I almost cracked them. Good. He deserved it, and I was like, I fucking hate this place. 
Oh my gosh. I hate it. <laughs> and then I thought I went to work like two days later, and I was telling the guys I was working with, and they all just looked at me in shock. I'm like, what's the what's the big deal? They're like, you do know Medicine Hole is just, it's nothing but rattlesnakes up there. I need to go make a phone call. I gotta, I gotta threaten somebody right now. <laughs> I can hear the background ambiance better than I can hear artsy right now. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Sorry, I like it. I just can't hear her. <laughs> I put it on my stomach instead of on my foot. I use my oh. stomach shelf. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys there, yeah. all right guys i think that's all our scary stories for tonight yeah all right well thank you so much for joining us for the haunting hour i hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed and tell us whose scary stories you liked better hannah artsy or me squid <laughs> And we hope to see you next episode as we'll do more Halloween stuff this month. Yeah. Woohoo! Whoa, Artie, I don't like your face right now. It glitched. It's only, it's only your eyes. I don't like that. Alright. We'll get. Alright. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. And have a good rest of your evening, and remember to spay and neuter your artsies. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.